Readers, welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about starting your story, where to start it. So this episode comes from a question we got from a listener. Um, I'm going to read the question. After you've already made your character backgrounds and made your plot points, how do you know where to start your story? Is there such a thing as starting the story too early or too late? This question came from Amber. So I love this question. Before we dive into it, I want to say if you have a question like Amber's or any other craft or process or writing mindset questions, um, please email them in to us. It's, uh, you can email your questions at info at goldenmateediting.com and put podcast question in the sub- subject line. That's exactly what Amber did. And now we're tackling her question today. Um, so love this question. Where do we start? Where where do we start talking about where to start your story? <laughs> well, I think I'm just now like in rereading her question. I love that the end part of is there such a thing as starting your story too early or too late? And I think um, yes, yes and no, <laughs> right? If you think yeah. about it, like if you think about the experience of reading a story, if it's if the story starts too early, it's going to feel a certain way, right? And if the mm-hmm. story starts too late, it's going to feel a certain way. And that's because we need enough context, right? We need enough context to understand why your character is going to do what they're going to do in the face of the, the plot's major problems. But you also don't want too much context because you don't want it to drag on to yeah. the point where you're like, okay, what is the story about? And so um, really great question, Amber, and we're really excited to dive into it today. Um, so Amber, you're saying that you have your major plot points, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that probably means that you have an understanding of what your story is about, what the main plot problems are, uh, facing your characters, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. And so when I start to think about this question, I always start from what we call the catalyst, which is just that scene in your story when the plot problem comes onto the page. Um, in like a huge way yeah. <laughs> and like upends your character's whole life. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in the Hunger Games, it's um, it's Katniss's sister being picked for the reaping and Katniss volunteering um, in her place. And so it's that big, it's basically what your story's about mm-hmm. is what your character's going to do in the face of this massive plot problem. So what I generally um, will start from is that moment. So if you know what your story is about and you know when that plot problem starts, that is your catalyst scene. And you you can't start there because we need to understand who your character is enough to understand why they're going to react to that problem mm-hmm. the way that they do. Um, and so you're going to want to go from that scene backwards, a couple of scenes, just enough scenes to establish what your character wants, why they want it and what they believe, and why they believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you've established those things on the page, like in just just as many scenes as you need to establish that, then that plot problem will have major gut impact. Um, and because we'll understand why it's an important plot problem for that person. Yeah. Um, and this this can be tough conceptually if you think in linear terms. Um, so for me, when I hear start at the catalyst and work backwards, um, it brings up a little bit of like, but I don't know how I get to the catalyst yet because I haven't mm-hmm. like done that linear work. 
That's okay. Um, that's okay. Because when when we're thinking of how do we plan the beginning of our story by using the events of the catalyst, we're not necessarily asking you to go backwards sequentially, to go backwards fully chronologically. So what I mean by that is like, if you have your catalyst plot event happens on day three, we're not necessarily asking you to go back through the 72 hours prior to that (laughs) and give us a full sequential event happening leading up to that catalyst. But we do want you to think about and consider these questions of, okay, if, if this thing happens in the catalyst beat, it's the thing that upends my character's life. It's the thing that kicks off the story's plot problem. And it's the thing that challenge that changes my character's life so that they cannot go back to the way they were before. How do I show them the before? What is the before? for this character the before are those questions emily was asking what do they want okay how could i show a scene that shows what they want why do they want it okay if they're looking for something in this scene why what how am i going to show why they want this thing and then what they believe um that's going back to those internal obstacle beliefs that we've talked about on the podcast um, multiple times um and then why they believe it how did that belief happen. So you you could do this in three scenes. You could do this in one scene. There's no right answer to mm-hmm. how long that takes. Um, but that's the, that is the place where you start your story is introducing those four things in a way that's going to lead into this massive thing that changes your character's life that they can't go back to the before. So show yeah. us so show us the that before and why it matters to this character. Because when we feel that catalyst plot event, we will then understand how this is changing their life. Yeah. And this is a, I think this is a tool that's, I mean, all tools are applicable at any stage of the process, but this is a tool that can be really effective in revisions because there is something that is really useful and powerful about writing too much before Mm -hmm. (laughs) and exploring your character too much before. Um, And sometimes that can bleed into backstory. I have a one-on-one client who, um, just discovered that her last backstory scenes that we wrote together are actually her first, her book's first yeah. opening scenes. It's happened to me before. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's really common because you're kind of discovering your character's life up until, you know, the story's about to start. And then you figure out, oh, this is the plot problem of the story. And you've already written the scenes before that, that establish what they want and why they want it. Um, and so if you are struggling with this question and you're on your first draft, um, there will be some useful information in this podcast, but I also don't want you to feel like you have to like, like choosing where to start your draft is like, you know, the end all be all of like the success of your story. You can, you can play around and you will probably play around with those opening scenes and exactly where you want to start your story with every draft. And so don't have that pressure of like, I have to start it in the exact right place. Like, Pick a place that feels right after listening to this episode and just go with it. And if it ends up being too soon, that's fine. You've gathered important information about your character's life um, that is, you know, you had to explore to get where you got. Yeah. Um, I like to ask, I like to ask this question. Okay. If we're thinking of page one and the, the scene that happens in that very first page, what about this day for this character is going to be different than the day before? So like, what about this day is so special that we would open the story here 
And that question can start to um, get your brain flowing because we do want to show what their life looks like, but we're also choosing a specific snapshot of their life as the very first scene. Like we don't start our stories the day that our characters are born. I think everybody knows that, but we start them on a day where things start to change or we start to get a hint of how their life is going to change in the catalyst. Or we see something that's like, okay, I woke up today and then I got transported to another world. Like that is, okay, well, I'm not going to show the day before where she just went to work. I'm going to show the day where she gets transported to another world. Um, So what's new about this day? What's difficult or interesting? It doesn't necessarily need to be like this day particularly their life falls apart. Because we might be aiming for that in the catalyst. But there is something a little different about this day that can show us those things about the characters or that you can use to start weaving in what plot problem is going to happen. Um, and I, I think we've, I know you and I, Emily, have talked about this multiple times. I can't remember if we've said it on the podcast before, but seriously, do not overthink where to start your story because that's usually the last place that you work in revisions. Like mm-hmm. people think that revisions, writing is very linear chronological revisions are very linear linear and chronological and maybe the last scene that you work on before you count a book is finished is like the very last scene not in my experience it's like one of the first couple scenes um because usually you don't know exactly where to start the story until you have written the end of it yeah um so if you are in revisions or if you are just starting out a draft or if you're in the middle of the draft and you just don't love that beginning scene, don't worry about it. Don't overthink it because you will probably spend a lot of time asking that question once you know how the story ends. And that can give you much better insights into who your character needs to be to start the story. Yeah, absolutely. There's something that's just like, I think inherently builds into the process of the further you get in a draft, the more clarity you get. So if yeah. you write linearly and that you might not be somebody who writes linearly, some people okay. write out of order and that is, that's a, might be a slightly different experience, but when we write or draft or revise linearly, we generally get more clarity the further we get mm-hmm. in the story, which means that the beginning <laughs> is yeah. always the least clear. Yes. Um, I'm doing my fourth like major draft right now. And um, I just like I had to rip apart my act one. And the, I don't think I'm really going to do much to the second half of my story. Yeah. But I'm like completely ripped apart act one. And I'm mostly ripping apart um, the second, you know, um, quarter of the story. And then it gets clearer as I go. And there's less that I'll need to do. But that's really common. I have another client who's going through that same exact process right now um and so yeah don't stress about the beginning (laughs) it's a really good point yeah if we've said it before we'll say it again we'll say it again we'll say it again um this is a cyclical process and it doesn't matter wherever you are right now you do not need the answers right now you can lay something out on the page and see how it works and then decide whether or not you want to change it or tweak it or maybe maybe you do give yourself the challenge Okay, I know my catalyst happens five scenes into my story. What would happen if I only wrote one opening scene before the catalyst? What would would a scene like that look like? Mm. And then on the flip side, if your catalyst happens one scene into the story, two scenes into the story, you could ask yourself the flip side. What would it be like if I had two setup scenes? If I had two scenes before the catalyst, what would I show there? 
um, and how, how would I show it? And that can also help you get your brain going of like, what are the possibilities that might be a good opening for my story that are going to get readers hooked, that are going to feel like they establish who this character is and what they care about and why before we completely blow up their life in the catalyst beat. Yeah. And you can like test the effectiveness of it, right? With these questions of, am I establishing what they want? Am I establishing why they want it? And am I establishing what they believe? If I've done that in a scene, right? Do Mm -hmm. you need any more? And you might say, yes, I do, because it's not clear (laughs) why why they're doing anything. So you add another scene, right? Or you might have five scenes and say, oh, I'm, I'm repeating myself basically by establishing the same things in a couple of different scenes. I could condense this or I could speed it up. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's a question of effectiveness. How you, we want to know who your character is um, before that plot problem upends their life. And so there's a lot of different ways you can do that. A lot, um, a lot. Use that as your brainstorming guidepost. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and again, like the, for – so I am in revisions now, and I probably am not going to change the events of my opening scene. But because, because I already did that, where when I first started this story about a year and a half ago, um, it's a portal fantasy. So mm. what that means is that your character starts on Earth usually. Um, and then gets portaled to another world, and that's where the fantasy story happens. So in the first version of my story, um, I opened my book with my character having already been in that world for about six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so she was part of the world. She still missed her old world, with which is Earth, um, but she was. I was showing her as like how much she kind of – is trying to get back home. Um, And then we were leading towards a catalyst moment after that. And my writing group read it and I worked on it for a while and just something felt really off about it is like, it doesn't feel as exciting as like it really should. It doesn't feel like as engaging as Mm. I really want it to. And I don't think that it's really giving my character like enough time to shine. Um, so one of the people in my writing group was like, why don't you just start the story on the day she gets portaled? And I was like, duh. Like I wanted to show her life being unhappy and how hard she's trying to get home. But mm. I, it was it was a much stronger opening to like show the day that she got portaled. Yeah. So I've changed my opening image to that day because that was her. that's the way that her life was different. That's the thing that really upended her life and changed her life was – um, being portaled. So I reworked that beginning and it's, it's a lot stronger now and I'm still going to tweak some things, but the day, like the reason that I started it that day was because I was much more able to show her goals on earth, which is why she needed to get back to earth. And then also like how she was going to process being portal to another world. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I think that goes back to a question that we got in uh, Tanisha's writing recently about feeling like you have two inciting incidents. Yep. Is the Because in, in that case, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the portaling is not the catalyst of the story. That's, tr- that's correct. Not in the structure that I planned. Um, it's a romance. So this is the meet cute where she gets portaled mm. to like meet the the male main character. But I also think that 
depending on your POVs and how you lay the story out, if you have two POVs, they may have two different catalyst moments. Yeah. So like portaling is my female main character's catalyst. It could be. There's another catalyst moment that she's involved in, but is my male main character's catalyst. And that's like the one that kicks off really the the major conflict that they're Meet. about to go fight. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So if you've had that question that. before, feeling like you have multiple plot things happening it's usually because something interesting happens on the first day of your yeah. story right mm-hmm. and then then the plot problem kicks in in a ma- massive major way yeah. um, and so when the plot problem upends your character's life that is and like sends them in a direction and they have to act and they have to like put a plan into motion that's mm-hmm. that's your story's catalyst um but that doesn't mean that something interesting can't happen before exactly um so Let's talk about this trick of using the question, um, what about this day is different? I know we touched on it before, but mm-hmm. let's kind of come back to that because we have some examples. Yeah. So what about this day is different? Why this day? Um, I love the opening scene of Pride and Prejudice as an example because um, the book opens with an argument between Mr. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett where they are arguing about marrying their daughters off. A rich man has come to town. Mrs. Bingley is like, you have to introduce us to the rich man so that he can marry one of our daughters. And Mr. Bingley is basically like, leave me alone. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't worry about it. Like they're a funny, they're a funny married couple, but they have this argument and it sets us up for um, the conflicts that are going to happen in this scene. Like the major themes of these daughters are trying to be married off and Elizabeth Lizzie is one of them. Um, And it also sets us up with kind of like Elizabeth's take on the ridiculous of this ridiculousness of this conversation of like, yeah a rich man has come to town. We must go meet him. So he must marry one of us. And you get a sense of um, kind of economically how important marriage is and would be to the Bing- to the Bennett family. But also like um, this is not necessarily something that Lizzie wants. Yeah. Um, why do we start it with that argument versus when we learn Bingley arrived a week ago and Mr. Yeah. Bennett has already met him. So like, why don't we start it there? Why don't we start the story? Like Mr. Bingley already met, that. or Mr. Bennett already met Mr. Bingley like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an interesting question because it's like, well, why didn't we show Mr. Bingley coming yeah. to town? And why didn't we show everybody's reactions when he got there? And the answer is that that's not the catalyst of the story. Yeah. <laughs> the catalyst of the story is Lizzie meeting um, Mr. Darcy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, if we back up to the first day that things started to change after that, you know, it starts, then we realize it's the Bingley stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Bingley arriving into town is something that has changed things, but it's, it's her family. It's her mother having a conversation with her father, initiating this kind of path of pursuing marriage for their daughters that actually kicks off the story that leads um, that gives meaning really mm-hmm. to her meeting Mr. Darcy at the catalyst. Um, and so we don't need anything more than that. We learn that Bingley's in town. We learn why it's important. We learn how her parents 
feel about it yeah. <laughs> and their differing views about it. And we learn how Lizzie feels about it. And that's all we need to know mm-hmm. to really understand why she's going to react the way she does at that, at that catalyst moment. Yeah. And it gives us the, that conversation is very like pointed and important, but it also gives us the direct connection to the ball where the everybody meets Mr. Bingley because Mr. Bennett is like, oh, I think he's going to be at the ball. So then everyone's like, oh, we got to go to the ball. Yeah, like, to go to the ball. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, the <catalyst. laughs> that's the catalyst. So it's a very tight, like this conversation sets up everything that's about to happen and it directly leads into where we reach the catalyst beat, where we reach that moment yeah, where Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth meet for the first time. Um, yeah, yeah, and so you could like argue that you could back up further and like yeah. show Mr. Bingley or not Mr. Bingley, Mr. Bennett learning that Mr. Bingley is having a ball, right? And that could be the opening image, but we don't need it. That's, we don't need that's it. The, like, yes, it would establish those same things, but then you'd have repetition with reestablishing that with this argument. And so you just don't need it. Yeah. And I, I think that do I need this question is a revisions question. That's not yeah. a drafting question. Uh, like, unless you feel very strongly one way or the other um, as you are drafting, I personally don't ask myself, do I need this? I put yeah. it on the page or I don't. And then when I get to revisions, I look at, do I need this scene or do I need something more? And as an aside, I need a lot more <laughs> in my current draft. <laughs> Which is helpful, though, because I was very worried about adding too much. And then I wrote the beats that I have planned, and I could very clearly see what I was missing after I had written it. So ask this question, do I need this, like, after the fact. That's where I ask it. I mean, I'm the opposite. I mean, not the opposite (laughs) in that sense, but, like, I'm the kind of person who writes, like, I think I cut, like, 50K of yeah. my character's childhood because I was like, oh, I don't need this. Yeah. So, but I still had to explore it. So like, yes, 100%. This is the, that's a revisions question. Um, But yeah, love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now for the Hunger Games example, we kind of already touched on this where the, the Hunger Games opens the day of the reaping. And the first scene is really Katniss's morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, She's going through how she wakes up how she goes to hunt for food, how she takes care of and protects Prim. We have a lot of different pieces of this scene where she's going about her day. And you might ask, okay, but what's different about this day? Well, this day is the reaping. This day is the day where they pick who's going to be in the Hunger Games. And so on top of the regular morning routine that we get, which is Katniss's everyday morning routine, we get the layer of, the pressure of the reaping. It's Everyone's a little bit different. First reaping. It's yes, her sister's first reaping, um, which is really powerful because this is a big day for Katniss. She has spent her whole life protecting her sister. And this is a day in which protecting Prim is kind of out of her control. Yeah. Um, and feels out of her control. So I love that example because it, it just like you said, it feels like, She's just going about her day, but the day is mm-hmm. different. Yeah. But it's also not really Katniss just going about her day. Mm-hmm. Katniss going about her day is very intentionally um, shaped. Like the way Katniss goes about mm-hmm. her day is shaped around her internal goals and her internal obstacle belief. So Katniss's whole like driving purpose in life is to protect her family because she believes that 
their survival is really the only reasonable thing she can try to achieve in her yeah. lifetime. And, um, and so that desire to protect her family and that, that belief that it's her responsibility um, and the only thing she can really be good at shows up in her actions. We see her hunting for food for Prim. We see her basically bringing Prim, her sister and her mother to a certain extent, um, food, comfort, mm-hmm. and hope. She's mm-hmm. trying to keep her, you know, hopeful in the face of healthy and hopeful in the face of this day in which neither of them have any control. And that's a plan. It's yeah. a, it's a specific plan of how Katniss is going about her daily routine in order to achieve what she wants deep, like deep inside and in line with the flawed beliefs that are going to lead her through the rest of the story down the wrong paths. And so when we're, when we're looking at, um, you know, those very, those opening pages and again, revisions question here, yes. this is a revisions topic. Yes. But when we're looking, and if it's, a, if it's good inspiration for your drafting, go ahead and like, love it, but don't let it hold you back. Um, <clears throat> But you're looking at both what's different about this day and also how can I show, how can I give my character a very specific plan of action that's going to show what they want and um, and what they believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you do that, when you do those two things, that's how the catalyst changes their life. Yeah. Because they the catalyst presents the, the up end. That means they can't keep doing their life the exact same way. So, and that's how we feel why the catalyst is so important. It's because we've already taken the time to show what they want. Okay, well, the catalyst means they can't do that same thing anymore. They have to do something different. And then why they want it when the catalyst happens, we're like, oh, okay, now they need, now I understand why they would fight so hard to get what they want. Awesome. So as as a little recap, in those opening scenes, um, establish that character's goals um, and especially their internal goals, why they want the thing that they want. And then layer on top of those things, their internal obstacle belief. What, uh, what do they believe about the world right now? And why do they believe that thing? And we've done episodes on these things before. So um, episode seven is WTF is agency. And that one talks about um, goals, internal and external goals. Um, episode 20 is internal characters give internal goals, give characters dimension. And that one's all about internal goals. And then episode three is about the internal obstacle. It's about a character's flawed belief and how it influences their life. And that one's called flawed people are more interesting. So go listen to those if you're feeling like oh, I probably need to refresh or revisit what it is my character wants or what are what are their flaws that are um, influencing their worldview. And we'll put those in the show notes for you. Um, yes. If you're driving or can't otherwise write down exactly. the episode numbers. Yes. Um, we also, speaking of show notes, we also have a blog about this. Um, yes, we do. The I will put the link, the blog link in the show notes as well. It's called Start Your Story Strong. And it's all about making sure that catalyst moment is where you want it to be, that it's hitting the notes that it should hit and really kicking off your story um, in a powerful and engaging way. Cool. 
Well, thank you so much, Amber. That was a really good question. Um, and if anybody else wants to submit questions to us, send them to info at goldenmayediting.com. We'll also have that in the show notes for you. And we would love to do an episode about your question. Yay. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.